This chapter includes adult language. Excerpts from Another Cat's Diary Chapter 8 Remembrance of Things Past This one is all one chapter for the week. About the same length as last week's two chapters, I just decided to publish it as one. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're enjoying what you're reading and or listening to, please share it with others. I'm trying to build a case for releasing the entire journal as a book, and the more clicks, likes, listens, and shares I can get for this sneak peek, the better. Thanks. And with that business taken care of, here's what you came for. It's now the fourth week of rehearsal, and the clock is ticking. Here we go. Cats. Day 21 of rehearsal. Monday, June 20th, 2016. 41 days to opening. What's been done and what's left to do. 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Studio 7B, Ubeda, Mistopheles. 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. Studio 7A, Full Company, Sans Lewis, Dance Review. Excerpt. Soaked through. Andy to the company. So I'm going to start each day with work notes and running the opening and the ball for a couple of hours. He's already soaked through with sweat from the 9.30 to 10.30 session. So is Ricky. Soaked. They've already been here for an hour working on the Misto solo next door. Me to Ricky. Is it a lot? Ricky. It's really just more dance hard than technically hard. You know, hitting all that Andy stuff. But it's not just me. It involves a lot more people. I love it. He sounds tired and happy and challenged and invigorated and proud and humble and well taken care of. Pretty much an ideal state for an artist in process, really. Bullet points. Some adjustments from Ricky Todd Adams from Saturday's ball rehearsal that I missed. Small head focus notes. No new placements or entrances. Good. Run ball. Minimal for me. Excellent for everyone else. It's going to be so good. Run of the opening, in which I remember most, but not all, of my choreography. Excerpt. All the rooms, most of the actors. 11.50, and we break for a 10. When we're called back at noon, it's all three spaces in use and more. Studio A, Andy, Eleanor, and the ladies doing some amazing stuff with physio balls. Studio B, men and tapping. Studio C, Q, singing with William. Hallway, Andy Jones, whose work ethic is something to live up to, and Chrissy, about whom the same could be said, are woodshedding Monk's physicality. Me? Wandering the edges of the rooms, the hallways, the stairwells, like the ghost of Hamlet's father. 1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. Lunch. Excerpt. Suspicions confirmed. There's cake. This is because it's Giuseppe's birthday. It's his 19th birthday. Giuseppe is the baby of the cast. I, at 50, am the old man. But though he's a baby, he's also an old pro. I had suspected as much, and just last night, due to a random meeting in front of Playwrights Horizons, I got the confirmation. 2.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m. Studio 7A, full cast. Sans Lewis, dance. Excerpt. 
I hope the sound survives. Back from lunch, Ira calls me over to his table. Gur, you can cool your heels for a while. We're starting with Old Deuteronomy, and you're not there. That's right, I smile. I'm not. As the actor blessed with the Bust for Gus track, I am more often than not just like that wicked and wily McCavity. Not there. I wander off to grab my laptop and another cup of coffee. The company works on getting out of Mungo Rump and into the entrance of Old Deuteronomy. I'm typing away in the hall, humming along with the beautiful choral sound coming out of Studio A. I hope the way we sound as a company here at New 42 survives the move to the Neil Simon. I really do. I think we sound very, very good. Our music team is doing a wonderful job, and casting set them up better than any other dance show in recent memory. All Broadway dancers, I believe, are much better singers today than in past time. This, though, is a particularly fine group. Also, embedded within this particularly fine group, are the special ops of cats, the boothies. There are six offstage singers, booth singers, for this production of Cats. I gather that's standard to have offstage singers, that is. I've no idea about the usual number. Whatever the usual number, we have six, a three-and-three split, all of whom also cover multiple onstage roles. I think that the only people in this company who have been in previous iterations of Cats are to be found within this group. More on that later. Though I really am bad about tracking who's done what in terms of credits. Everyone save Ricky Todd is new to me, and I just don't research people before a gig. Here's what I do know about them. They can all holler. All that said... When we hit the theater and everyone is individually mic'd, we may or may not be able to hear each other either acoustically or in the monitors. So I just hope at least some of our musicianship here survives our move to there. Our move that happens a week from this Thursday, seven working days from this very moment. And here's what we've staged so far. Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats. The naming of cats, including White Cat Solo, Invitation, 12 Lines. The Old Gumby Cat. The Rum Tum Tugger. The Rum Tum Tugger Playoff. Invitation 2. Entry of Grizabella. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser Playoff. Old Deuteronomy. Song of the Jellicles and the Jellicle Ball. Meaning, we have yet to stage Overture. Bustopher Jones. Macavity Scare 1. Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Grizabella the Glamour Cat including the Grizabella Dance and Little Memory, The Moments of Happiness, Gus the Theater Cat, The Awful Battle of the Peaks and the Pollicles, Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat, McCavity the Mystery Cat, McCavity Fight, Magical Mr. Mistopheles, Return of Old Deuteronomy, Memory, including the White Cat Touch, Journey to the Heaviside Lair, The Addressing of Cats, and Finales 1, 2, 3, and 4. I repeat, we have seven working days left in the studio. Tick. Cats, day 22 of rehearsal, Tuesday, June 21st, 2016. 40 days to opening. Happy sad. 9.30 a.m., Studio 7B, Bergman, Haynes, Milgram, Ubeda, Mr. Mistopheles, Dance. 10.30 a.m. to 11 a.m., Studio 7A, Full Cast, Sands, Bergman, Darrington, Gooden, Haynes, Leprado, Lewis, Milgram, and Ubeda, Bustopher Jones, Music. 
11.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sands Darrington, Gooden, Haynes, Leprado, Lewis, Bust for Jones, Dance. Excerpt. So, I guess I'm working today. The morning is bust for, music then staging. The afternoon, after the opening ball clean and review, is Gus staging. It's all gur all day. Woohoo! 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sans Lewis, review Jellicle Ball. 3.30 p.m. to 4.30 p.m., Studio 7B, Darrington Ford, Gur staging, Gus the Theater Cat. Excerpt. Hmm. How odd to wrap the day so very sad about the Gus work, and so very optimistic about the Bustopher work. Didn't see that coming. Cats, day 23 of rehearsal. Wednesday, June 22nd, 2016. 39 days to opening. These aren't the droids you're looking for. 9.30 a.m., Studio 7B, Gaiman, McCavity. 10 a.m., Studio 7B, Ad Pascogan, Jellicle Ball. 10.30 a.m., Studio 7A, Full Company, Sans Gurr, Jellicle Ball. Excerpt. Run, asparagus. Run. So I had time to go for a jog this morning, and I took Gus with me. Questions along the Hudson. What if Jelly's first verse was to keep me in the space, and in fact is all that keeps me in the space? What if at the end of Jelly's verse, everyone, cats and audience, think, oh, damn, guess he's not going to play along after all. What if Gus is as far gone in the ball as he is at the top of Gus? What if he's not as quick on the lyric with old Deuteronomy, we know how to dance a gavotte in a jig? What if 10.30 a.m. add Gur, continue ball, out of ball, and little memory? Excerpt. Changes. I gather from others that Andy came in this morning and said, the ball is wrong, so we're going to change it. And that he went on to say that he'd rather go into tech with it right and shaky than wrong and have us restage it then. And when I make it into rehearsal, there have indeed been changes to the ball. The stop suspended time element seems to be gone. Hmm. Things Andy says. What would it look like if... Let's explore... We'll all be happier if... That formation is suspect. You're on the step, and you're on the step, and you're on the step. You are not on the step. 2.30 p.m. to 4 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sands, Darrington, and Lewis, Bustopher Jones, dance. 2.30 p.m. to 4 p.m., Studio B, Gooden and Laprada, Mungo Jerry and Rumpelteaser dance. Excerpt. The force is strong with this one. In Studio A, we fill in the rest of Busterfer from the day before and review all. Andy drops me out of the tricky bit of the step with the kittens that was worrying me so much yesterday. I can't even remember how he dropped me from it. Or when. One moment I was drilling it off to the side, trying to do it, and the next thing I know, I am no longer on the step. I think he Obi-Wan Kenobi'd me. 
It's just like when he excused sassy fucking Peter from the double in the opening. I don't remember how or when I was taken off that step, but I was. Yes, yes, fucking Peter is now sassy fucking Peter. Details as to why withheld for the moment. However he did it, I'm off the step. He's going to take care of his show, and he's going to take care of me. He keeps earning my trust, but I feel bad. I feel like I've let him down. But he never danced me for the job, so... Cats, day 24 of rehearsal, Thursday, June 23rd, 2016, 38 days to opening. Your brain is going to explode. 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., Studio 7A, Darrington, Gurr, Jones, Peaks and Pollicles, Staging. 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., Studio 7B, Lewis, Little Memories, Staging. Excerpt. Sketches of Sketches. Roughing in Peaks and Pauls with Q, Andy J, and Andy B, while Chrissy and Leona sketch in Little Memory next door. Present day postscript. I see here in my journal notes from this blocking session, they bear only the slightest resemblance to what we finally ended up with for the Peaks and Pauls number. This was an all-new use of this song, sung by different characters than originally intended, and at this point of rehearsal, Old Deuteronomy still had many of the lyrics. That was not to remain. End postscript. 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, end of Buster for Jones through end of Act 1. Excerpt. Inspiration. Watching the twins during the ball, I catch my breath and almost sob from the joy of watching people so good at what they do and doing it so well. M and Corey are just beautiful together. They really are. I never tire of watching them. Present day postscript. And I never did tire of watching them. End postscript. 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Studio 7A full cast. Sands, Gaiman, Gurr, Krauss, and Lewis. Skimbleshanks dance. Excerpt. Kaboom. At the end of this session, for which I just hang out to watch Jeremy Davis work, if I could dance, I'd want to dance like Jeremy. There's a little check-in with us from Andy about heading towards the theater, adding that next layer of paint, adding back the felinity, the character, individuality. He tells us, your brain is going to explode in the theater. There's so much. 1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., lunch. 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sans Lewis, McCavity Fight, and Mr. Mistopheles Dance. Excerpt. Not the way we do it in England. I chat with Chrissy in the hall while the gang is working on the transition into McCavity coming out of Skimble. As I'm pouring myself yet another cup of coffee, I say to her, I was watching you walk Leona on after the ball and thought, I wonder how many Grizabellas Chrissy has put in the cats. Chrissy does her wonderful, soft, twinkly, I might know more than I'm going to tell you, smile. Oh, well, she says, reaching for the electric kettle, they're all different. I imagine so, I said. Maybe in the whole of Cats, Grizz would be the role where the variety pack of actresses who have played her is greatest. 
She stirs her tea. Well, really, for any of the parts, there's a variety. She continues, We were talking about it in the production meeting at lunch, talking about replacing actors in the future, and they were saying, well, they'll all be more or less the same size and shape as the originals, and that's not the way we do it in England. Bless your hearts, I say out loud. She goes on, I remember when I was first starting to work on it, Trevor said, let's not get into stereotypes. We find who we find who's good in the role. I couldn't agree more. Cats, day 25 of rehearsal, Friday, June 24th, 2016. 37 days to opening. Warnings, wizards, and watching. 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sans Gaiman and Lewis, Peaks and Pollicles, dance. Which for me, blessedly, really means staging. I am perfectly happy doing staging. Excerpt. Andy's first temper, that I see, at any rate. He's unhappy with something that was going on at the top of the day. With music. Something. Suddenly a little tense between those two camps. Bound to happen. I'm sure there have been tons of clashes as old meets new. But to the entire team's credit, we, the cast, have been almost entirely insulated from that which makes me like everyone on that side of the table even more. Spent 10.30 a.m. to 1 p.m. putting the company into Peaks and Pollicles. Good stuff. Andy seems happy with the work on Peaks and Pauls, and so am I. Even without Gus, before it, it's a hell of a turn. With Gus, it's practically a one-act. I'm a very lucky actor. 12.30 p.m. to 1.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sands, Gaiman, and Lewis, Mr. Mistopheles, dance. Excerpt. They move on to Mistopheles. I say they because, though I'm included in the call, I don't believe Gus is in this number, so I scurry back to my little nest wedged between the windows and the set. It's not long before Ira appears around the corner. Grr? Hmm? Yes? I'm not in this, am I? He smiles. Traditionally, yes. I nod. Ah, mmm. He smiles again and, heading back to his table, says, So, come on out, get in his eyeline. I close my laptop. Right. You see, while it's true I thought Gus was not in the Mistopheles number, that was based entirely on watching the PBS DVD. Well, Sir John Mills played Gus, and only Gus, in that staging, and you're bloody well going to let Sir John Mills go home once he's done his Gus turn. You're not going to have Sir John Mills prancing and clapping in the magical Mr. Mistopheles number, now are you? Because he's Sir John Mills. I am not. So, I thought I'd help my case by simply not being in the director's line of sight while he's staging. It's an oldie but a goodie. Standard character actor move. Along with blocking yourself seated in crowd scenes, dying first in fights, and standing behind the director and stage manager when they're coordinating actor-driven set moves. But Ira Mont has been at this game too long for me to get away with that particular trick. Quite right, too. Turns out Gus, inexplicably, is in this number. Not a sound dramaturgical reason to be had, but there it is. And there I am.
1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. lunch. Lunch break and phone therapy with Ingrid. Ingrid's mostly walking me through the perils of online dating these days, and I'm just dealing with the bouts of actor doubt on my own. We're sharing the burden of my burdens. I don't particularly like doing therapy sessions on the phone in one of the locker rooms of New 42, but can't be helped. We must... Well, you know the rest. 2.30 p.m. to 3.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sands Gaiman and Lewis, Mr. Mistopheles continued. Excerpt. A wizard in our midst. Natasha Katz, sitting in the room today. She's here watching the Misto number, the ball, and the McCavity fight. She's our lighting designer. I like watching lighting designers watch. I can hear the gears clicking over in their brains, their irises zooming in and out. 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Jellicle Ball, dance. 5.30 p.m. to 6.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, Sands, Adams, Darrington, Gerd, Lewis, and Morgan, McCavity fight. Excerpt. McCavity most certainly is there. After watching Misto's number, in which Ricky Ubeda is killing it, I'm sitting at the back of the set, putting on my street shoes as the company starts going through the McCavity entrance and fight. Ricky, standing next to me, says, to me, to himself, Daniel's my favorite dancer. Even though I'm done for the day, I stop tying my shoes and decide not to leave just yet. I believe Ricky and Daniel have danced together before in the same dance company? Yes? From the scraps I've overheard? Hmm, maybe that's where Andy B. found them. I settle in to watch Daniel as McCavity. As a walking around normal guy, he is just so sweet. But out there on the floor, he is focused. Powerful. It's Less flashy than Ricky's work as Misto. Mistopheles is a magician after all, but it is taut and sinewy and, as it should be, scary. Andy wanted McCavity to be a real threat, so he hired Daniel. Sweet, sweet Daniel. Who can do, well, that? Cats. Day 26 of rehearsal, Saturday, June 25th, 2016. 36 days to opening. If you're going to be haunted, there are worse ghosts. 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast. Top of Act 2, continue Act 2. Bullet points. Morning, stage opening of 2. Circle of convincing with Q and Chrissy. Gus for the first time in front of the company, adding the company in. Tying Gus to Rumpus. 12.30 p.m. lunch. 1 p.m. to 1.30 p.m. Neil Simon, theater visit. Bullet points. Walking to the theater by myself, thinking, how did this happen, thoughts. Bump into Trevor on 8th Avenue. He's coming from the theater, just off the plane from London. Big smile. Big hug. So glad he's back. Into the stage door at the Neil Simon for the first time since I moved out after all the way. 
Tom, the doorman, remembers me. It's good to be welcomed back. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m., Studio 7A, full cast, work through Top of Act 1 through Mr. Mistopheles. Bullet points. Trevor back in the room. Did I mention I was glad he was back? Remembering the top of the show. Figuring out S.F. Peter. That was not a stop and start. That was a run of Act 1. Starting to time my costume changes. Note from Chrissy, to be more positive, not her word, in the memory of Fire for a Fiddle, which I'm pushing back on a bit, and try not to make him a, a red herring re-rumpus. Just make the memory before the horrifying part a, a better memory. Releasing the first photo of Gus on Instagram today. End of day. Excerpt. Notes from a bar with wine and nibbly bits. Time to kill between rehearsal and seeing Chelsea and Brett in Paramore tonight, and I find myself back at Wine Escape on 44th. Pretty quiet, early Saturday evening. Straight couple, maybe my age, maybe a little younger, just all over each other in the window seats. Mercy. Just hands and lips and... Damn, they just went from wine bar to back room. Okay, then. And here's my wine. Hmm. So, we did a run today of the entire show up to the point that we've staged, and then we just sang down the rest. Trevor, bless his heart, stayed awake for the whole thing, just in from London. He looked knackered, but he was sweetly complimentary to the company and did his dutiful but sincere rounds of the principals afterwards. He caught Q and I together and took us by our elbows and did the well-done bit, the soft version of Trevoring. I really do like him. I wonder what he was like as a young lion and what the temper looks like. After seeing a little flare from Andy the other day, one wonders. So, Gus. It went very well, I think. I don't want to fall in love, lest Mike Nichols come back to haunt me. I should be so lucky. And I want to build something that will survive a long run and an audience that's harder to capture than a room full of actors and dancers. This afternoon on the lunch break, here's a text I got from my friend James Latus. Happy Pride weekend. How are you doing? How are rehearsals going? I heard you had the room in tears after your song. Good for you. I did clock sniffling this morning. And I said to myself, no, don't get seduced by this. Do your work. Tell the story. Be responsible for the character. You're allowed to be pleased that the work is landing with people, and you should be sincere and gracious in thanking them when they compliment you. Don't dodge. Don't dismiss. Don't diminish. But don't get seduced by your reflection in the mirror. The actual mirror or the mirror of other people. I really did say all of that to myself because a lot of that what one might consider normal or even obvious 
It doesn't come naturally to me. I have to coach myself through it. However, it feels so good to feel this feeling that in that moment, at least, I'm delivering. That I finally earned my place in the room. I've gotten to show everyone why I'm here. That it's okay that I'm here. It's not a feeling I walk around with on a day-to-day basis. I'm working on it, but I'm not there. Tuck was an extended exercise in I don't deserve to be here. Amazing Grace, an extended exercise in so, this is where I deserve to be. Sitting here at Wine Escape, I check my email and see a Facebook notice from Sarah Ann Peacock, back in my hometown of Americus, Georgia. She's the mother of high school schoolmates of mine. She responded to my picture of Gus I posted earlier. You look great, Chris. I remember you singing the Gus song many years ago when you were a teenager. It sounded wonderful then. No, it'll sound fantastic now. Really? I sang Gus in public in high school? Really? Well, damn. I don't remember that. I don't remember a lot of my life before college. I'm working on that too. Kind of. You know, first year of therapy. Ninth month, to be exact. And Well, I'm, I'm working on it. Anyway, I do recall singing Gus, but only in my bedroom, alone. And, I contend, I did exactly that bedroom performance from 1983 in my auditions for this production. That's right. As a 17-year-old, I got Gus. I also, as a freshman in high school, got Old Henry, the superannuated actor in The Fantastics, and I won Best Actor in the State for playing him. Old guys, particularly old actors. They're my thing, I guess. What's that about? More later. <laughs>